Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 894, In Defense of Working Hard, by Margot Aaron of thatseemsimportant.com. And hey again, I am Dan, I'm your host here, and uh, thanks so much for joining me today as we look to hear from another great author writing about entrepreneurship. And today, that is Margot Aaron of That Seems Important. And we have shared quite a lot of articles from her site over the years, and I'll tell you more about Margot after the post. But for now, let's jump into it as we optimize your life. In Defense of Working Hard by Margot Aaron of ThatSeemsImportant.com The internet exploded over the following line from Roxane Gay's New York Times piece this week, and I'm not sure I agree with the chord it's striking in people. Quote, The greatest shame would be to reach the end of our lives and have the epitaph read, They worked really hard. End quote. I am aware Gay is arguing that your life cannot and should not be all work, but that's not what she wrote. Had no life outside of my job is sad but it doesn't mean you worked hard or well. It means you had no life. I'm not sure the quality of having worked hard would be the greatest shame. The things I've worked hardest on are the things I'm most proud of. They're the things that most define me and the meaning I derive from my world. I work endlessly hard at parenting. I work hard at writing. I work ceaselessly on personal growth, self-reflection, and improvement. I work hard at sprinting up hills and doing squats. And if I'm telling the truth, The thing I would like to work harder on is work. My dad used to say, no one gets to their deathbed and wonders if they should have attended more meetings. I appreciate this sentiment, only I think this applies to a certain type of workaholic who is missing other aspects of their life. I really want to attend more meetings, perhaps because I felt left out of them for so long and am dying to get back in. Perhaps because I love what I do, and in my organization, meetings aren't a waste of time, but a coalescing of minds moving projects forward. When I worked at a marketing agency, meetings were disrespectful holes of mediocrity and stagnation. Still, I do not concede that people who attend meetings professionally are working hard. Quite the opposite. The workaholics I know have poor time management skills, horrible psychological health, no boundaries, low self-esteem, and get lackluster results. Hard work and workaholism are different. If Roxanne Gay is standing against workaholism, aka addiction to the illusion of working, busy for the sake of being busy, then I'm with her. But I like hard work. I think it deserves respect. I'm proud of the amount of work that went into repairing communication with my partner. I'm proud of the amount of work that went and continues to go into writing. I'm proud of the amount of work that goes into caregiving. I'm proud of the amount of work that goes into building and scaling a business. I'm proud of the amount of work I've put into my friendships and mental and physical health. I would be delighted if my epitaph let people know I worked hard. But, and this is a big but, that's because what I value is aligned with where I am spending my time. So many of us whose lives get eaten by work do not value what we do or why we're doing it. The majority of Americans don't feel that work is a beautiful extension of who they are. We're doing the work, even and especially when it's hard, feels self-honoring and fulfilling. 
where work fills your cup and lifts you up. Most Americans are in the obligatory category that fosters resentment and self-abandonment and perpetuates the hedonic treadmill of never enough. You're never good enough. You don't earn enough. You haven't achieved enough. You need to do more, be more, have more, make more, and try harder. This is not the foundation for healthy hard work. It's a recipe for how to find yourself in burnout, missing out on life and the beautiful moments in front of you. Gay writes, quote, we should think about how to nurture who we are beyond what we do, end quote. Yes, and I can test having a system set up where my identity is defined narrowly, either by what I do for work or what I do for fun. When will we allow for the integration of the entire person? Part of who you are is what you do. You may not agree or like that part. I certainly did not like who I was when I was forced to work in menial jobs that killed my soul, but they were emblematic of who I was then and the value systems I upheld. I sought stability, credibility, and believed that the less money I made, the more legitimate I was as an academic. We should all take time to reflect on what gives us meaning, period. If working really hard is part of what gives you meaning, then there is absolutely no shame in that. Note, it matters that you know the difference between what gives you meaning and what feels good because I get validation and approval from others. These are not equivalent. The former is self-honoring. The latter will lead you directly to a life of quiet desperation. Work hard on the things that light you up. But first, you must discover what lights you up. You just listened to the post titled In Defense of Working Hard by Margot Aaron of ThatSeemsImportant.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks so much to Margot. She's one of our regular authors here, and uh, you can come by thatseemsimportant.com to read more from her. And if you're curious about where the site name came from, there is actually a nice little section on her about page that I will share with you. She says, quote, I want you to start being honest about who you are and what you want to stop judging yourself by other people's success metrics and start defining your own. In order to do that, we gotta shed the layers of BS you've acquired over the years and rewrite the invisible scripts that are running your life. If we have any hope of getting you to blend meaningful work and making money, we need to get through the muck of the emotional baggage we'd prefer to ignore. So we're going to talk about that because that seems important, end quote. So there you have it. That's Margot's philosophy. That's what her site is all about. And again, you can check it out at thatseemsimportant.com. And with that, we've wrapped up today's episode, which I hope you enjoyed. And I'll be back with you tomorrow, bringing you more great content on entrepreneurship. And that is where your optimal life awaits.